priorities. For the last four months, I'm not saying that soccer has become a full priority, but it has been up on that list higher than it is right this minute, now that it's over. And so I've been like, okay, God, so now what, what do you have for me now? And if you can see this pic, you know, the first part of the, it's like some of us, everything in our life is, is this. It's like I go from one thing to another thing to another 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 to another. And yet I never take time to prioritize what is important. I was talking to one of the soccer kids, I don't know, um, maybe three weeks ago. And his dad's a pastor also. And we're talking about youth group. We're talking about church. And he's like, well, you can't miss that to... You can't miss church for that, can you? I said, well, I, I hate to say it, but church isn't the top of my list. I do get paid to be a pastor, but church is probably fifth or sixth on my list of priorities. I'm sorry, guys, if, that's, if that offends you. God is one. My wife is two. My kids are three. Where I make most of my money is four. And then at times, soccer can be right there because it is a ministry. It is an opportunity to be in that situation. Now I'm going, okay, God, now that soccer's over, now church can come, youth group, and all these other things can start, start being there. Does that make sense? We have to start, we have to every once in a while take a step back and say, what are my priorities? What are my priorities. Three pastors went to a pastor's convention. They were all sharing one room. The first pastor said, let's confess our secret sins to one another so we can hold each other accountable. I'll start, said one of them. He's like, when I'm away from the church, I like to gamble. Cha-ching. Let the machine ring, he says. The second pastor says, my secret sin is I hate working. So what I do is I just copy others, other pastors' sermon. The third pastor said, my secret is gossiping. And oh boy, I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> I just needed to get you guys laughing first. So the title of my sermon today is Priorities. Matthew 6.33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. The world that we are living in today has a lot of anxiety, depression, what ifs, oh God, what about, what about, God, what about, what, uh, and yet we get caught up into it and it says right here, Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Not necessarily everything you want. But he will give you everything you need. My first point this morning is, actually, seek the kingdom. You can leave that up there, that's fine. We have to start having a kingdom mindset. A kingdom 
mindset. Because it says right there, seek the kingdom of God above all else. The things that are of God, the things that are bringing life to you. So in our, with your thoughts, are you seeking the kingdom? What gets, your pri- what gets the priority of your thoughts? I want us to think about that. What gets priority in my thoughts? Is it my wife? Is it my kids? Is it my job? Or is it the kingdom? Is it what can I do to show someone the love of Jesus today? You know, and we, we think about the, the kingdom. I, go to, I love movies that deal with the medieval times, knights, shining armor, you know, the old Moses movie. Nope. Not the new Noah movie, though. No offense. But, but I love watching all those older movies because here in the United States, we don't know what a kingdom really is. We don't have that shown to us. We're in a democracy. But in a kingdom, what the king says happens. And you're there to serve the kingdom. You're there to be a part of the kingdom. But what are our thoughts? In, in Colossians 3, 1 through 4, it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven, where Christ sits in a place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ, with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. We have left, when you get saved, you leave this life and you step into a new life that is all about the kingdom of God. I'm not saying that we have to walk around with our Bible in one hand and share and, and, and say that. But you have to make sure that your start, your thoughts are starting with the kingdom. The things of heaven. So we need to bring glory to God. We need to praise him. We need to worship him. I mean, there's so many th- different things that we can think on about the kingdom of heaven. Are you thinking about the kingdom of heaven? When we start thinking about the things of God, the testimonies of the Old, Old Testament, the testimonies of the New Testament, the testimonies of those in this room. If we're thinking on those things, it's really hard to watch pornography. When you're thinking of the things of the kingdom, it's really hard to cheat on your taxes. When you're thinking on the kingdom, what can I do to further the kingdom? What is my part? What can I do to bless someone else today? It's really hard to have the thoughts of the world. Our thoughts, our mindset have to start changing from, oh, well, I need to, you get up in the morning, well, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And next thing you know that you're halfway through the day and you went, you know what, I haven't thought about the kingdom once. I haven't thought about my relationship When I'm hunting and I don't have a phone, I don't communicate with my wife. 
But if I'm at the house, when we're drinking coffee, I better communicate with her, right? I better take some time to say, hey, I love you. Good morning. That doesn't mean we have to start talking about the day, but I have to start thinking. If she's in my presence, I have to start thinking about being engaged in that. And if we're going to walk the Christian walk and we're going to try to show Jesus to people, our thoughts have to be the things of heaven. the, The old bracelet, what would Jesus do? which is nice because my name starts with a J, so what would Jesse do? So basically, I could wear that bracelet and get away with anything, okay? I'm sure people have thought, whatever you're thinking of doing, if you think of what Jesse would do, do the opposite, right? But the whole point of the bracelet was to start changing our thought process. You know, should I throw this snowball at my sister that you know has three rocks in it. (laughs) That's going to hurt like heck, right? Wait, would Jesus do that? No, he wouldn't. It was, the, the whole bracelet was because it wanted to change our mindset, our thoughts from the things of the earth to the things that he is. We experience more joy when we put the kingdom first instead of us first. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Joy comes from the Lord. Happiness usually comes from things that we have. If somebody was in this room this morning that got miraculously healed, every one of us would leave this room with more joy than we came in with. And that joy would come from the Lord. When we put the kingdom first, when that becomes a priority to us and saying, God, what do you have for me today? Who can I bless today? Who can I serve today? Whose life can I encourage? I love coaching because I love encouraging the kids. Like, wow, that was an amazing pass. Great job. Man, all I see is you working hard and you keep getting better and better and better. But that's what we're supposed to do with our coworkers. Man, so glad you were here on time. Man, I love working with you. Sometimes you might have to fib it a little bit, okay? To start an encouragement. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Point number two. We have to prioritize with your time. In Matthew 6, 9 through 13. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Right here at the beginning, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. As on earth as it is in heaven. 
He starts with the kingdom in this prayer before he goes to anything else. Because do we have needs? Do we need to ask for some of our needs? That's right. It says here, give us our daily bread. Before you even start praying about those things, we need to have a kingdom mindset. Jesus is telling us, when you pray, start with the kingdom. You can thank God for this. You can thank God for that. But it's about the kingdom. Some of us need financial miracles. Some of us need physical miracles. Some of us need, we can go on and on and on of the things that we need God to touch in our life. But when you start with the kingdom of God and that becomes a priority, guess what? You're going to start putting your time where your priority is. When I made coaching soccer a priority, it took time. I can't just show up for games and have it and be able to try to coach these boys. You got to go every day to practice. You show up early, make sure you're prepared. You stay late to make sure that their parents are actually picking them up. But anything that becomes a priority has to be with time also. Prayer is a key part of us prioritizing the kingdom in time. It's hard to know someone if you're not spending time with them. Prayer is literally communication. When my boys or my daughter come to me and ask for something, it's no different than a prayer. They're asking the father for something. I like it when they come and go, dad, I would like to get this new whatever. Hopefully it's not a video game. I would love to get this new thing. What do I need to do to earn it? Or what do I need to do to deserve it? What do, that's a communication. But when they come to me and ask, it's the same thing we do when we go to God. God, your kingdom, your will be done. It's powerful when we as a church start having a kingdom mindset. I'm not saying that you pray over every detail of your life. But you should be praying about the big things. I mean, I think all of us have bought a car that we wished we would have prayed maybe a little bit more about (laughs) before we bought it, right? You buy it a month in, you're like, oh man, I love this thing. And then all of a sudden, two months in, it's like, all I'm doing is putting money in this thing. I can't get out from under it. I, can't, I don't know what to do. We had a guy, guy come in this week and he's telling me his sob story, right? At the pawn shop. He's needing money. He's needing this. And he goes, I can't sell my vehicle for what it's even worth. For what I owe on it. And he's like, then I called the bank and said, just come get it. And they're like, well, it's going to ruin your credit. He goes, I don't have any now. He's like, I, I'm, I'm upside down. He's like, I loved it when I needed it. But now life changed and now I can't do anything about it. Our time, whatever that might be, I want us to think about it. What gets the priority of our time? 
Does Instagram get too much? Does Facebook get too much? Does Fox News get too much? Or at this point, any news? Boy, got quiet on that one. Hey, I, I, I need to set more timers. There's, there's times where I spend hardly any time on my phone, on social media. Then there's other times I finally sit down on the couch and I'm like, I go brain dead. I don't even really know what I'm looking at. I'm not, it, it has not, it's really less to do about what's going on there is that I finally sat down. And my son, my oldest goes, dad, 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 Jesse, what? Because I'm, I'm, I'm zoning out. And we've all done that. But we have to start thinking about where is our time going? And a lot of us just simply waste a lot of time. I know I do. Point three is with your treasure. And what is your treasure? Your family can be a treasure. But in this situation, your money, your wealth. What gets the priority with your treasure? Is it the new toy? Is it the, the house, making sure you have that? Or the side-by-side? Or is it helping your kids, which isn't a problem? But is it starting with a kingdom mindset? You know what, God? I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll work on my thoughts to where I think more on the kingdom. I'll even give you time. Money? Wait, wait a second, God. You might be asking for too much. The tithe is 10%. And some people say, well, that's the Old Testament. Well, it, it's not a law. The tithe is not a law. It is a principle for us to learn to step into the kingdom principles. I've, I have, a few years ago, we did a, a Bible study on the body tithe. Giving 10% of our time of the day to not only think about nutrition, think about sleep, but to think about working out so that our body can bring glory to God. And it's just about changing a mindset of saying, it's not a law that you have to work out and be healthy. But it's a good principle for us to all be part of. It's like the, the boys, if they don't come to practice, they're not going to get any better. Do we have to make them come to practice? No, they get to have a choice. But it's a principle that if they apply, they're going to get better. They're going to get more playing time in those things. Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Talking about our wealth, talking about kingdom principles, talking about the tithe, talking about first fruits. If you start a business and you have a financial partner, who gets paid first? 
the business partner. You might not make much money for months, maybe years, depending on how you structured the business deal. But the debt gets paid first. We owe everything that we have to God. Now, do we go out and work hard for it? Absolutely. Who gave us the ability to go out and work hard? God did. The kingdom principles, it's about tithes, offerings. It's about where your heart is. There's where your treasure is also. And I'm not preaching this because the church is in financial need. We need your money. But it is a priority that we have to start thinking about if we're going to have a kingdom mindset. It starts with our thoughts. We have to spend time in the kingdom. Then you have to put your money to it. You have to put that wealth, that, that thing. In Malachi 3.10 it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in, in my temple. If you do so, the Lord of the heaven's armies will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so, so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. If you're not tithing, if that is not a priority in your kingdom mindset, I challenge you to start. You go, well, I don't know if I can afford 10%. Start with five. It's not a law. It's a principle. I know pastors out there that reverse tithe. They live on 10% and give 90 back to the kingdom. That 90 goes to pay for orphanages. That, That 90 goes to pay for the homeless. That 90 goes to bring life to the community. Priorities, kingdom priorities. I love, I love this. I was, a pastor was talking about it this week. We know that there's an issue in prioritizing the kingdom because of the way our flesh responds when we talk about thoughts, time, and money. I'm pretty sure some of you in this room, when I talked about tithe, went, well... And then some of you, as soon as I talked about tithe, went, oh my God, I can't, I can't imagine not doing it. Because the storeroom of heaven gets open and you will have more than you've ever had before. Amen? I thought this was a unique number. 75% of regular church members don't tithe. So that shows that there's 75% of church members not living in abundance. Living in the, the fullness of what God has for them. We can ha- hey, I can do a lot of great things in my life, but there's always going to be something holding me back. And I don't want it to be my treasure. Because the scripture that we just read, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And if you really have a mindset of building the kingdom and kingdom priorities, you're going to put your money with it. The last one this morning got really quiet in here. That's a good thing. Your talents. 
Every one of us are uniquely made and have talents. God put me on this earth to make people laugh. I thought it was because of my sense of humor. I've come to find out it might be partly my looks. Um, Either way, I like to make people happy. I like to make life simple and just joyful. If you spend much time with me, it's not going to be mundane. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. If you get Chris and Troy and I together, it's going to be really crazy and fun. But we all are uniquely made and have a talent. And it's finding how can I have a kingdom mindset with this talent. If your talent is to cook, bless somebody with it. Find time to go feed the poor. Find time to go maybe the Mana Soup Kitchen volunteer. Or maybe it is to cook a meal once a week and give it to a family in need around the town. Whatever your talent is, if it's, at, if it's administration, maybe you volunteer for a, a community outreach and you say, hey, how can I help you? I'm really good at admin. They go, oh my God, you don't know how bad we need that. We struggle and struggle and struggle to try to find somebody that can just do the basic bookkeeping. We all have talents. What are we doing with it? How are we applying that to our kingdom mindset? I have found that seeking the kingdom is much easier when we have people around us. It's much easier to have a kingdom mindset when I place myself around people that have a kingdom mindset. Chris and I were talking this week and I asked him to pray with me on, a, on something that's going on. That is so powerful. It's so much easier to have a kingdom mindset when I can call someone and say, hey, can you pray with me? I called a pastor friend of ours in Oklahoma yesterday for the same subject saying, can you pray with me about this? I'm really struggling and I want to make sure I have a kingdom mindset on this, not my earthly mindset that is really bad. Evil things come out of that evil mindset. But a lot of us will, will stay there instead of asking for help and trying to get a kingdom mindset on it. We go, no, I think I have this under control. I don't need others. And then we go down this rabbit trail of all these different thoughts, all these different things about the what is. Oh, they, when they looked at me, this is what they were thinking. I'm guilty. That other person might just needed to toot. Right? We don't know what they're thinking. We don't know what they're thinking. But when we have our own mindset and we start putting it here and we're and all of a sudden it starts snowballing, right? I know I'm not the only one in this room that has had that. But when you have the people around you to strengthen you and lift you up and say, hey. Here's a kingdom mindset. 
I am so thankful that this Christmas, or this actually December 16th, I believe it was the 16th, Chris and I will be pastoring this church now 16 years. You can see all the signs that say, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chrissy. I would not be up here today without the fellowship of the other pastor. Of Chris constantly saying, wait, wait a second. Maybe this is the kingdom mindset you need to have. As lovingly as he can. And sometimes it's just by, well, what do you you think about this? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We both call each other and we'll get on our soapbox. And like, that Troy, I mean, sorry, Troy. (laughs) But this is Pastor Appreciation Month and I want you guys to know how much I appreciate him and how much he means to me and to my family and what Chrissy means and their kids mean. Because we have to have that kingdom mindset To set all those priorities, you have to have people around you that are going to bring those things up. That give you a new thought process or say, hey, why don't you come over for dinner? And it's a different time frame you're spending with people in the kingdom versus going out to the bar. And then it's also one of those that go, you know what? Hey, where your treasure is. Hey, we're thinking of helping this orphanage. I want you to pray about thinking about financially helping it also. And some of you guys know that we do support an orphanage down in Oaxaca, Mexico at Casa Agar. Ron just came back. He talked about it last week. But it is important for us to be a part of those things. And then your talents. I'm thankful that, I mean, I've known Chris my whole life. And I'm thankful that his talents and the things that he's best at are kingdom-oriented, not worldly-oriented. I am so thankful for that. Does this make sense this morning? Okay, good. We have to start prioritizing our life. In your thoughts, your time, your treasure, and your talents. A Baptist preacher just finished his sermon for the day and proceeded towards the back of the church for his usual greeting and handshake of the congregation as they left. After shaking a few adult hands, he came upon a seven-year-old of one of the deacons. Good morning, Jonathan, the preacher said, as he reached out his hand to Jonathan. As he, as he did so, Jonathan reached out his hand, and the pastor felt something between their hands. Money, said Jonathan, that's what it is, because the pastor asked what it was. He says, don't, I don't want to take your money, Jonathan, the preacher said. I want you to have it, Jonathan said with a short pause and continued. My dad said, you are definitely the poorest pastor we've ever had, and I want to help you out. (laughs) 
We have never put a survey on the, on the, on the website about who's your favorite. I make you laugh more. Chris goes into definitely more details, which is awesome. Every week I leave going, wow, How, where did he get that revelation? And I'm so thankful for the internet. I'm so thankful for a lot of things, books that we can get a lot of revelation on. But if you have a few dollars, just put it in your hand. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Let's all stand. I want us as a church to walk in so much abundance, whether it's financially, whether it's just the joy of the Lord. When we leave here, it's Thursday or Friday before the smile, the, the, the high of church actually leaves because of you are thinking of the kingdom. I want us to be a, a light to those around us. I want us to bring just a joy to those around us. That's why I read that joke at the end. Because having a kingdom purpose, a kingdom mindset, does not mean we can't have fun. Because it needs to be about who God has created you to be and then finding the, putting the priorities in the right order to allow him just to flow through you. So dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you love us so much. You don't want us to stay where we are right now. I thank you that you have given us four simple things to help prioritize your kingdom in our life. So Father, this week, we give you the priority of our thoughts. We give you the priority of our time. We give you the priority of our treasure. We give you the priority of our talents so that we can bring glory to you, that we can make a difference in other people's lives so that they can come to know you, Jesus, as, your, as their personal Lord and Savior. That they can know what the kingdom is about. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's anybody here this morning that needs prayer, my wife and I will be up here at the front. Please, please come and get prayer. Love you guys. Have a great week.